Hey, Jim, you're not smoking, are you? Nope. Vaping. It's 95% safer than smoking. Well, not exactly. One jewel pot has the same amount of nicotine as a pack of cigarettes. Be cool, don't jewel. Yeah, but that's not why I'm doing it. This second episode really scared me. You mean worse than the tunnels last week? Well, yeah. I want to avoid monsters in the basement. I just don't go in the basement. But what about invisible things that I just I just breathe? There's no avoiding that. So I'm um, vaping? Hey, at least I can see what will kill me. You're right. It's pretty stupid. I don't want anything evil in my lungs. So stop. Just stop. And you're right. The only way to stay healthy is to breathe clean air. This PSA against vaping brought to you by the fine folks of Royal Oak High School. But if, what if we can't control what we breathe? What if there's something in the air? What if it's in the walls? Now you understand what I'm afraid of. And is there something even worse than breathing asbestos? From the Perch Sound Studio comes The Secret Raven, where we investigate the hidden history of Royal Oak High School. They don't want you to know, but we uncover the dark truths of what it means to be a raven. Secret Raven is hosted by Donovan Brown, by Trini Lewis, and by me, Jim Fallsworth. back for another amazing episode of the secret raven and we move from the possibly supernatural cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers it's chud i'm telling you oh god (laughs) it's not chud anyway this time we find out not only that the walls of royal oak high school have their own secrets but that they are the hardest things to give up their secrets when there's no evidence actually evidence when it's being covered up Quite possibly. And today we thought we would bring in the producer of The Secret Raven, Caroline Hilgram. She's our special guest. You all get a chance to meet her, and she led the investigation for this episode. Hi everyone. I'm glad to be here, but it feels a little awkward. I didn't plan to be speaking on these microphones. You're going to do great. Tell us more about what you dug into. She is. And after her report on Curiouser and Curiouser, we'll take a look back into our tunnel problem and ask why the Wi-Fi here sucks. Can't wait. First, it's probably important that we talk about what asbestos is back in the day. Construction firms used all kinds of crazy stuff making buildings. We used to put lead in paint, of course, but asbestos fibers were used in walls and ceilings to resist fire because they stand up to heat. But the fibers didn't stay on the walls or in the insulation. They flaked, floated through the air, and people breathed them in. I don't want to breathe them. Can you tell if they're in you? No, Trin. They're really tiny. But they get into your lungs and stay there. Get stuck there. And they cause cancers, like lung cancer. And there's something called mesothelioma. It's nasty. It's it's in the walls? Not just there. They were put in all kinds of stuff. Paint, cement, car brakes, furnaces, floor tiles, drywall, aprons, roof shell, shingles. 
anything that might need to resist fire. I even read that it was in some baby powders. Well, that was probably because the companies didn't know it was that bad. Right. We knew as early as 1900 and that was linked to lung cancer and other killer diseases. They used it because it was cheap. They made money. And this stuff is in here? In our walls? Here? Well, that's what we're going to find out. And would you believe it? Royal Oak is working on the problem right now. I started my investigation by asking some questions of Mr. Giramini. What can you tell me about hazardous chemicals at Royal Oak High School, like asbestos in the walls or ceilings? Um, well, there's a hazardous chemicals uh, list. Uh, so there's an entire list of any chemical that's used in the facility that's required for all public facilities. Um, and that's managed by an outside company. Um, as far as asbestos goes, um, any building built when this one was um, has the likelihood of having used asbestos in the construction process. Um, and there's an annual inspection uh, to confirm um, if there is any new asbestos found um, or if any of it that is supposed to have been removed wasn't removed. All right. Wasn't a lot of asbestos removed back in 2006? Um, so I don't have a good answer to that because I wasn't here. Uh, but uh, my guess is yes, 2006 is when the schools merged and there was a lot of construction that occurred uh, for the merger. Um, so a lot of building, uh, a, lot, a lot of parts of the building were touched in that construction process, and so that would require uh, asbestos abatement if they found it. Do you think they got all of it? I certainly think they got all of it for the areas that they touched. All right. What is happening with the swimming pool area? Bids to remove asbestos were receiving just this last January, yeah? Yes. So there was a small roofing project that turned into a big roofing project. Um, and in the course of sort of opening up the pool area to access the ceiling and everything, uh, they found some asbestos um, glue that was used in order to connect something historically, and that all had to be removed. Ooh. Do you know when the pool will be reopened? Uh, sometime in the fall. Dang it, I want to do swimming this year. <laughs> Are there people investigating Royal Oak High School right now looking for asbestos? Um, not today, but in the last month or so, there was a company that came through. Like I said, they come through annually. Do students have anything to worry about with asbestos at Royal Oak High School? No. Are there any other dangerous chemicals in the construction of the building? None of which I'm aware. Hmm. President Trump said that if the World Trade Center had asbestos, it never would have fallen. Would you like to comment on that? I have no comment on that. <laughs> So it's being taken care of. I hope so. But then why do they have people still checking into it? Kara, it sounds like they're doing the right thing by having inspections regularly. That's what I thought. While you guys were exploring tunnels, I was talking to a lady with a clipboard. I ran into her after school one day. After Mr. Jeremini had ushered everyone out of the building, you know. She was taking some samples from little holes in the walls and removing floor tiles and ceiling tiles. I asked her what she was doing. Long story short, she said that if I really wanted to know, I'd call her. And she wrote down her number. Here's part of the call. Can you tell us your name and what company you work for? No, I can't do that. I can't have this connected to me. But you look for asbestos at Royal Oak High School. You're inspecting the building for danger. Yeah, you could say that. It's part of what I do. It's our job to make sure that these older buildings, where we know asbestos was used, get checked regularly. You said it's a part of what you do. What else do you check for? 
anthropogenic VOCs, sorry, volatile organic compounds. We use kind of a SPME, or solid phase microextraction process. Hold that... it. Wait, can you tell us this without all the science and acronyms and stuff? Are VOCs dangerous? Sure, sorry, they can be. Anything from minor irritations to real inflammatory diseases and such. So what is a VOC? How does it get in the building? Well, most of them are harmless. They're just compounds that boil at air temperature, like acetone, for instance, as long as you play safe with it. Others, though... Go on. Uh, CFCs, which destroyed part of the ozone layer, are now banned. Formaldehyde is a no-no, but it's in the walls. Okay. And 9-11 taught us a lot. The EPA said there were no serious VOCs in New York City after the terrorist attacks, but this was a lie. We know now because of all the diseases that the first responders got, and a lot of other people near Ground Zero. You wanted me to call you because you said you knew something else. <sighs> yes. At some level, VOCs are everywhere. They're essential for things like plants and animal communications, for instance. Animal talk? Yeah. Like when a cat rubs its head on your furniture or leg. It's marking territory by spreading a kind of oily VOC on you that other cats can smell. VOCs communicate warnings, mating times, and they can even be psychotropic. Let me see if I'm following you. Are you saying that you're testing for psychotropic drugs that are airborne from the walls of Royal Oak High School? Oh, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that some of the VOCs act like that, and some create a kind of photochemical smog. Too many terms there. What is that? Some of the most potent and most dangerous chemicals are those that are safer when left in the dark. But when they are released to sunlight, to the sun perhaps, they change and become quite a bit more powerful, and we still don't know all the long-term effects. So if I understand you, it's possible that a VOC can be in the building, like in drywall or behind the bricks or something, that can make people crazy, affected the way they think and see things. You said psychotropic. Mm-hmm. And that same VOC could be light-sensitive and be much worse if exposed to light. Mm, it's possible. That's why my company, I, I mean, we test for hazardous chemicals and a safety precaution. What aren't you telling me? Is there something going on at the school? Are you finding something? My partner's coming back. I have to go. You have enough to figure it out from there. I can't talk now. Hey, Lisa! What the fuck? So if we, if we leave a bad VOC in the walls, it can cause psychotropic effects. But what if we try to take it out, expose it to light, its effects can be worse? Sounds that way. I mean, I'm betting there are techniques to remove them safely, just like there are asbestos. It's an elaborate process. Costs a lot of money. So how do we know if there are any? I mean, asbestos is what it is, causes diseases, but everyone knows about it. What does it even look like to be affected by a psychotropic drug? They affect everything. Mind, emotions, behavior. Psychotropic drugs are things like Prozac, cocaine, some opioids, all kinds of effects. But if we leave them in the dark places and stay out of the dark places, then we may be okay, right? I... I don't know. All I know is that someone is checking into this and nobody at the school is talking about it. So I've been thinking about Kara's investigation, and there's still a lot we don't know. Like what? Well, for one thing, just because a company is checking for chemicals is no reason to believe that they exist. But it sounds like that employee wanted to tell Kara about VOCs, and that she didn't want to be caught doing it. You're right. So I dug into some possibly related stories to see if I can find more connections and evidence. 
And? So this time on Curiouser and Curiouser, I asked a different question, but maybe one that adds to the mystery. Why does the high school Wi-Fi suck? That's easy. Fortnite played by 1,127 students at once. Maybe, but there are a lot of possible reasons many are technical, like router positions, bandwidth issues, the number of apps that filter our access, stuff like that. Did you know that the aquarium can interfere with it? Yeah, that's what I meant. There are plenty of other reasons that are truly weird. Christmas tree lights, for instance, microwave ovens, even mirrors, and of course, building materials. Of course. Figures. Buildings that have metal meshes like chicken wire, old buildings used to have it, and large metal beams, that used to be us, and aluminum foil. What? Who the hell uses aluminum foil in buildings? Aluminum foil blocks Wi-Fi? What are you? A hat? Really? I don't want them to read my brainwaves and create a psychotropic drug trip. Okay, Jim. Whatever. I'm only saying this. Foil is used in the installation of our air conditioning, and our AC units are a good place for VLCs to exist, and a place to spread them. How did you find all that out? I talked with Mr. Watkins, who is head of our custodians and maintenance in the building. What do the air conditioners use uh, for installation? Filters. <laughs> uh, do they use uh, foil tape for the electrical, electrical wires as a weather barrier um, insulation? Well, that's not really my field, but yes, they do use tape. They do use a cover. There's a plastic cover that goes over some of the pipes, and they utilize that too. Okay. Uh, there's also a cloth, or some kind of cloth, uh, fiberglass cushions that they put around the pipes. Um, does the foil work to insulate against temperature or light? Temperature. Keeps temperature hot in and keeps the cold out and vice versa. You've convinced me to keep my new hat and to surround myself in the, with an aquarium, like maybe a giant vapor barrier. When Jim starts making sense, we're in trouble. But you said you found out more about the tunnels, too. Yeah. After your adventure down there, I started making timelines. And? In t 1957, Kimball High School was built, and it was awarded the most efficient building construction. That means cheap, and they must have skimped on materials. Like using asbestos. Yep. It goes through a pretty big renovation from 2006 to 2008, where it becomes Royal Oak High School, and the asbestos is supposedly all removed. During that time, lights and plumbing are all updated, and the air conditioning systems is, are installed. So far, so good. Somewhere around 2009, though, Miss Milo's floor falls in, and we discover an underground passage. Soon after, the hole is covered up and the tunnel is sealed off. La 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 la. In 2011, Sean Lewis Lichen comes to Royal Oak and adds Wi-Fi to the school. I knew I liked him. In 2014, the tunnels get flooded in the summer due to rain, but not all of the buildings are affected equally. And in 2018, a group is inspecting the building for VOCs that may have a psychotropic effect. Is there a connection? Maybe. Maybe not at all. But some of it... Do you know that Mr. Watkins is like the fifth guy to be head of maintenance since the renovation? I thought you were going to tell us about the flooded tunnel systems. I am. The flooding in Royal Oak was so bad that the White House declared us a disaster zone, and there are at least two class action lawsuits still going on about who is to blame for it. Yeah, it's bad, but- So the flooding was backed up sewage? Pretty gross. The sewage leaves all kinds of nastiness, like mold. And mold goes into the dark and can produce VOCs. Yeah, maybe it's simple. Maybe there are no VOCs to worry about. 
and maybe the bricks in the tunnel were pushed out by flood water trying to get into the tunnel. You weren't down there. But maybe all this stuff is connected too. Maybe. Maybe there's something in the school, or the chemicals in the walls make us sick and crazy. Maybe the same thing that's ruining the Wi-Fi is a thing that we shouldn't open up in the light. Like, ever. Maybe the reason we have so many principals and maintenance guys is that they can't deal with it. <laughs> yeah. And maybe we can find out from them what's going on under our feet, inside our walls. Sounds like a cue for our next episode. It does, so let me tell it. Next time on The Secret Raven, we open up the mysteries even more with After Dark, where we ask what happens at after everyone goes home. Is this a ghost episode? Every old building has good ghost stories, and what better place to have people tell it than somewhere where we've been breathing psychotropic drugs for years. That's next time on The Secret Raven. And Trini, I've heard your stories so far, and they look really crazy. It's going to be good. Thanks goes to our producer, Caroline Hilgram, for her support in this episode's investigation work. Today's episode was directed by me, Donovan Brown, and our two lead investigators are... Trini Lewis and Jim Falsworth. Our audio editor and resident tech guru is Kimmy Roberts. Hey, yeah, Kimmy. Kimmy! And our music is by... River, Kevin McLeod, and Analog by Nature. I'm Donovan Brown, and to everyone at our Raven High School, tell us your secrets.